What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Rambo, here with Taylor Rick. What's going on, Taylor? Hey, it's good to be back. We missed last week. I kind of missed this. So, uh, yeah. you know, even though the last episode was three hours long and I was totally tired by the end of it, uh, I was definitely ready for doing this again it was... last week. So sorry we missed you. <laughs> it was so worth it, though. The, the lengthy episode last... I mean... <laughs> It was just, uh, I, I had to have listened to that episode probably five times. Fully. I did listen to a little bit of it. Yeah, I did listen to a little bit again uh, last week and then uh, Tuesday on my drive uh, out for where I'm at this week for work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it's definitely a good one. It's definitely a good one. There's, <laughs> and there's, it, with all that said, there's more, there's even more music that we could have played because as yeah. we kept going through that, yeah, Slippy Singing, I mean, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. And um, there was more of that that we could get. Yeah, so the there's just a ton there. Yeah, just there's there's there was more songs than we had, and we we didn't realize that until going through the show. Actually, you know, it's like okay, oh wow, there's another one, and you know, someone DM'd uh, another song that I've never even heard of. I've never seen it posted anywhere. It's like where you know where does where does this stuff get posted? And uh, but a lot of people had really good. Uh, feedback from last and yeah slippy sang the last time he he was unplugged he's he mm-hmm. sang live on the show for those who'd missed yep. it um so yeah last the last episode where we had new eden songs and man we had i started at 12 songs and ended up like 16 17 maybe longer but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I lost, I lost count. It was somewhere in there. And it, I think the thing that's funny too, is when you lay all that out and you make a playlist and you think, okay, well that's so many minutes, that's so many minutes, but it was all the conversations that happened before some during and some after, mostly after the songs too, that, that made each song take like 10 minutes. That's where the whole length of the, <laughs> of the show came from. Yeah. Uh, Cause it just kept going and going. So it was awesome. It was great. It was great. We actually had in all we actually had um, a lot of good reviews on that. People were commenting that was their favorite content. Uh, you know, good episode, good episode. Uh, they secretly make love while the episode is playing. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I'm like, well, okay, that's okay, cool. A member, of Honk, a member of Honk said that. Come on now. No, no <laughs> one's listening to that while they're making love it, unless you're a member of Honk. That's... That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, during the slippy segment, and I suppose actually there's a lot of honk songs on there, so very yeah, um, yeah. you know seductive in their lyric writing. They uh, quick pull and whatnot. But uh, last episode, if anybody missed it, highly recommended. Uh, it was a great episode. It was so fun, and um, it's I, so far this year, it's my number one episode. Even though we didn't have, <laughs> even though we didn't have an episode last week, we actually. It had the same amount of downloads it did the first, like when it aired, if that makes sense. Oh wow! So yeah, it like great, doubled great. in 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 the views and listeners, and pr- half of those were me, you know, because I had listened <laughs> to it multiple times. <laughs> yep, yep. But it was no, that it was good, good stuff. Yeah, and I'll just uh, one other thing too. I'll say uh, on last week's episode is when I was in my studio and I had the correct sound and everything set up, and, and the show before that I did not, and it. As it turns out, it didn't sound very good, and I probably won't sound very good this time either. I just apologize for that now. I'm on the road. I was supposed to have my – supposed to be back in the studio by now, but I'm kind of trapped in St. Louis with the uh, snowstorm. So um, just I'll, I'll apologize for the audio right now, and we'll move forward from there. No, you yeah, actually you sound good. 
Good. Well, see, I thought so too until I went back and listened to it, and it's like, oof, that was hot all over the place. But um, at any rate, um, I'll make sure I have my mobile rig with me next time I go out of town, just in case uh, I don't make it back in time yeah, until uh, so. winter hits. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and as far as other changes to the show, we originally did have Captain Chesley as part of the cast or the staff, I should say, as a co-host, mm-hmm. but. Um, Things happened in real life, and so she was unable to commit the time to, uh, you know, work with us during the week and, you know, come up with show content and whatnot. So she ended up backing out, and I had another ping. Um, I had actually had someone else had reached me about being a, a co-host, and so we added Ethereal. And uh, due to the time zone, like the time zone difference, he's actually unable to join us live. However, he is, uh, you know, he's working behind the scenes and he's uh, getting some extra content out for us. So we'll hear a little bit from him later when we talk about chip metas. So uh, I, I kind of just blew the episode right there. But um, yeah, we'll be talking about ship <laughs> metas. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for headlines, yes, we got the honk and void war currently going on. I mean, we could still talk about the Gen and SHH war, but. You know, it's kind of like sure. all over Reddit and, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have Joda guest appearing and we'll be talking about, you know, FCing and interceptor fleets and all that. And then we'll get into the PVE PVP metas, you know, get some history of the metas. Maybe there's a lot of newer players that didn't realize the like the evolution of the metas because that's what i want to talk about i want to talk about like the evolution of these metas that you see right even to now you know it's like well back when we were t5 t6 obviously it was different these are the ships that people were using these are the tactics that people were using this is what we ratted with this is what we did missions in you know back then and uh, i i suppose some of that for newer players still applies too you know, because there's new players being T6, T7, trying to do encounter missions and all that stuff. And, you know, they can they can maybe get some tips out of that, too. So, and, right. right. Yeah. It's got to be totally different for them now, though, because, you know, back when this whole game started, you'd get to T6 and now you were in like a Vexor Navy issue and nobody else could be in anything larger than that. Right. And, and now it's like, you know, maybe you've got a VNI. And you've got some Mark 7s on there because you're T7, but you're not really ready yet for a Myrmidon or something. And people are shooting with a Macarial right next to you. So you're right. not really doing a whole lot. You know, so it's, it's got to be a very different uh, shift and way of, of thinking for people now. So, yeah. yeah, we'll get into all that. Or you'd have a Condor 2 interceptor scan you and be on you like within two <laughs> seconds after entering the system. Yeah. yeah, and you've got nothing you can do. Uh, yeah, nothing. If you're by yourself, you're you're screwed. And if you if you're in a low tier ship, yeah, you're you're done. Exactly. So, so we'll uh, we'll get into the game news, and you know, n- even though we missed last week, it was actually as far as game news, it's actually been pretty quiet. So their latest yep. announcement, um, they're basically you know they're celebrating the Chinese New Year. This is a, a Chinese based game. They are out on vacation, so I believe they are out until the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say at least... Oh, that sounds um, right, yeah. Um, can't think of his name right now. So our now. next... <laughs> oh, uh, starts with an H? Uh, Hayden, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Hayden, Hayden is out till the 15th, I believe, so... 
you know, uh, yeah, and so customer we, support we, and all that's affected by it too. We probably won't get any kind of patch note for next week other than, you know, the, the normal updated estimated market prices BS. Um, but then it'll be the week after that, that we should see, I would think we'd see something. If you look at the calendar, I would, I would think so. You do, I wouldn't think they'd go almost four weeks without anything. Right. The 16th is the, is the next patch technically. So yeah, if they're back on the 15th, that would be, that would be about right. Yeah. So they had, uh, they're going to be celebrating the Chinese new year. They did do the gift grab, uh, like they had a, they had an announcement where they did a gift grab redemption, like a, like a redemption code where you can click on the link and, uh, they would send you an in-game gift. Did you do that, Rick? Did you do that? Uh, you're talking about the, um, sorry, I was reading something real quick. You're talking about the little, uh, soda can thing. No, not uh, not the Quaif thing. Not the lucky draw. But yeah, yeah. No, in their announcements, they had posted some links for a uh, a code. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would I did. use. I did. Yes. Do that. And so. Yep, I did go and grab that. What it is is they'll give you a gift box. You open the box and it's a it's a skin. So one thing that I noticed, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious when you open the box, it gives you a random skin of you know the list that it got. I got a right. blackbird skin. I'll probably never use it. It's you know, it's at least give us an option to actually choose what ship we want to put it on because I'm never going to use it. <laughs> no, I got one even worse. I got a Korak skin. I mean, what, what in the that's never going to get used. Right. I, I mean, the number the at one point uh, I remember us all kind of using the skins that we had as as just can drops around gates for like decloaking or something or, or anchor or a spot to anchor to somewhere. Uh, and for as long as it would last, you know, um, and that was about the only useful thing I've ever really had for skins. Uh, and especially with nano cores now, I, I don't, I mean, sure. Some skins, I say all that, but then finally they did release with this, um, golden age skins. There's one for the Brudix where it almost, it's black and it looks like, it almost looks like a golden tiger on the front. It's not, it's, it's that wraparound thing from their golden age uh, decoration, but um, it looks fantastic. And that's probably the only skin I'd ever really want. Uh, other than that, it's just going to be colorizations from a nano core. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I always seem to get skins I'll never use. Yeah. yeah. I have a ton of, I have a ton of them. I just, I don't bother throwing them away. I don't bother. Yeah. They're just sitting in a hangar somewhere. They're all over the place. You, you can't, know, you, you can't even trade them. You see how much shit's everywhere. Yeah, you can't trade them. I mean, they're, it's, they're just totally useless. I would totally they need to change trade that them. on the market value, too. Yeah. yeah, I would trade them. I'd get I'd just something. They need to change their market value to reflect actually, like, if they do these updates every week where they, they update their estimated prices on the market, but yet for the skins that you can sell, um, they're never right. And so your estimated inventory is totally blown out of proportion just because you've got five or six of these skins sitting in there. And it's just, yeah, that always irritates me or 30. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or 30. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got mine spread all over. Yeah. This, but, but yeah, between so, multiple characters, it just gets worse. Exactly. I, they need to stop making those as part of your daily login rewards too. Cause I mean, I guess maybe that's, a, well, that's, that's a topic of conversation, right? As T10 players, the two of us are both T10. Um, we look at some of that stuff and we've been doing this for a year and a half, year and a half coming up on almost a year, a little more than a year and a half actually. 
And it doesn't have any interest to us anymore because it's the same crap. But yet new guys coming into the game, I don't know. Do they uh, do they like it? Do they still want those skins? Are there people that are interested in that? I'm looking at the chat right now to see if anybody's going to tell me this. And, and someone's <laughs> going to probably say, no, you idiot. We hate them all. So I hated yeah. skins day one. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wish they would stop that. Um, and I feel like insurance points rewards need to be change too is for part of those daily logins as well like just stop giving me 10 um i'm a t10 player give me a thousand you know right. a t5 player yeah give, what am i gonna do a 10 uh what, what the hell does that even i mean that can get you that's that can get you like a, a t1 ship or a, or a trainer ship all i guess i guess that's true i did learn the other night that my cheap fit bomber because i was using it for something <laughs> Uh, when it died, it was 15 IP. So I guess that's true. Um, that cheap fit, uh, that throwaway bomber, Nemesis, just a T1 bomber, is is worth a free redemption basically from one and a half days of the free rewards. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple days ago, a, cor- uh, a couple courtmates and I, we were uh, going back and forth, and I'm pretty known for being cheap on fits. You know, sometimes I'll yeet a ship <laughs> and it won't even have rigs or it won't have a mwd or just something stupid but anyway i share my fit and they're like how much ip is that i was like well it's it's 23 and they we actually had a contest (laughs) to somehow make it cheaper on ip costs (laughs) and i got beat i can't believe it i actually got beat holy cow yeah so anyway i didn't even have prototype rings on that (laughs) nemesis so i mean it's just what Oh, anyway, yeah. So for game announcements and whatnot, I mean that—that's really it. It's been—it's been pretty quiet. Um, so this last week, a couple of days ago, or a day ago now, <clears throat> the uh, you know we had the maintenance update, and I don't think there was actually like a legitimate like patch notes update with that. You know? No, I and I pasted uh, something into the into the thing, and thank you, you took it out because it was a bunch of garbage. Um, I was like, we've already mentioned all this <laughs> stuff, and, it, and yeah, yeah, you know, I was like, I don't want to no, be talking no. about it again. And they called it this. One of the things they did say in the in the either announcements or patch up notes, wherever it is, over on the Eve Echoes Discord, um, new content, but that was really just the extension of um, the DIR windows and the extension of some of their lucky spins and draws and all that stuff that they're doing. So, I mean, they kind of called it new content, but it was really just like, like yeah. stage two of the same thing they'd rolled out before. So, um, which is fine, which since they're going to be gone, they had to have something. I get all that. It's, it's, it's nice, but um, to have something while they're out, but, uh, yeah. but no, there wasn't much. Yeah. So for this week, we can pretty much just say that they, at, they updated the estimate prices based on successful transactions in the market. That's, <laughs> that's basically the latest update. You know, in this last update, I was actually hoping that they were going to fix the plagioclase bug that's going on right now. You know? Yeah, explain that to me because I don't don't mind flag. There's no flag in my area. So I've totally forgotten about that useless rock. It's just super inflated somehow. I don't don't know how the estimated pricing on it is so absurd, but it's like exponentially more Uh, than anything. And, the estimated uh, price, gotcha. y- Yeah, so you, you're seeing death mails right now. I seen one to the tune of ten trillion earlier. <laughs> you laugh, but it's true. This? How did I miss this? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I PM blue over on Reddit. I get, 
I, I don't know if the 10 trillion one, somebody had sent me the 10 trillion one, and then uh, definitely not a spy. He had sent me one earlier. Um, I think that was 4 trillion. But um, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I'd actually tried beating this. I was like, okay, hey, you know, after the update, I'm going to see if I'm able to, uh, you know, get one of these super inflated kill mails. Yep. There's oh, that 10 trillion one. Holy so that was a procurer, crap. a procurer with compressed plagioclase. Is there nothing else on that procure? Nothing. So <laughs> it's got about twenty-seven thousand compressed plague, and it's so, ten trillion. Holy shit! What I did is uh, killed it, by it, genosis. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> could have been killed by a magnet. I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> or a uh what was it the the guy who flies the uh the neros uh he's got a tanked out neros uh, yeah or a humpback combat nearest oh, combat those are the best i want yeah the humpback high mobilities yeah. as a combat yeah i want to do a squad like that that's that would be hysterical yeah so i i built a coveter and i put all i put three t3 cargo rigs on it and I filled it to the top, including the storage capacity with plagioclase. I yeeted it into a, by a base, and it only came out 600 million. I was like, oh, okay. The, uh, <laughs> the bug is fixed. And then I learned this today. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, turned out that uh, it's, it's not. And uh, after huh. talking with Def Not a Spy, he said that he had contacted Arrow from customer support, and they are looking to fix that next week in their patch. Mm. So, mm. um, and, and PM blue is pulling his hair out because he's getting these kill medals and they're, <laughs> they're messing with numbers. <laughs> you can't get accurate numbers on, you know, war statistics or whatever. When you got, Nope. <laughs> According PM to blue has hair, not anymore. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in, that there was one I seen. Uh, uh, who was it? Miller. He, I think uh, he was a uh, no or a Pew member, and uh, he had the blue on blue kill mail. Someone had killed him doing that. And it's like, well, that's first of all, that's a blue on blue dispute. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I'm like, yeah, the bot has to calculate that, and then you know, the, the, depending on whether it's a kill or a loss, um, can inflate some numbers make them inaccurate so oh maddie yeah that's who it was maddie maddie which i'm not surprised he he yeets expensive ships <laughs> oh there's yep, another there one. Is. Oh yeah there's there miller that killed him yep <laughs> good grief so we have another week of this and you know and that that procure can get beat because you could still get a cover to two with ox rigs or not ox rigs but cargo rigs and put you know x amount of pl compressed play show in there and who knows what that kill mail is going to be i'm not even going to spend the isk for it but <laughs> maybe uh maybe len maybe Linwood will take one of his uh dreads with cargo expanders on it and yeet it with plague and <laughs> compressed plague and the <laughs> if it's exponential and, and does something to the ship type too I mean, <laughs> yeah, 
Jeez. And I'll agree with the worthless compression skill. It it is absurdly expensive to compress ore. Just stu- it's just pointless to do it. Unless yeah, you're moving like 10 billion M3 ore at a time, you might as well not even bother. Well, even then, you just refine it, right? I mean, put it in a freighter. But it, it, and maybe that's still way too much in terms of the number of times you've got to move things. But, I mean, you can't necessarily eat up that much in minerals all in one show. Well, I guess you can. you got enough builders. you got enough ISK. You can eat it all up. But, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's really a lot of things wrong with compression. There's a lot, a lot of things wrong with transportation. I mean, how difficult is it to just be able to see in-game that there's an entire subclass of ships that nobody uses, that nobody wants to use, and nobody can use for the purpose that they're supposed to be used for? We just had, I just had a conversation with uh, Bamfetties in chat about this earlier this week which is all these transportation ships that you would you, you could use that have huge amounts of cargo space, but that are not freighters. They're lower-tiered ships, and you use those to do deliveries, right? Mm-hmm. And deliveries are just one ITC to another ITC, which is effing pointless. You know, Can we just change this to where it's just an easy delivery mechanic inside the corpse so that you can just pay your own guys to move stuff from, I don't know, one NPC station to your citadel or one of your citadels to the other citadel? Or from Jita down to your Citadel or whatever. And just a nice, easy mechanic to pay people for that. I don't, I don't know why that, or even just the closest NPC. If you don't want to have, you know, just anybody deliver it uh, to your Citadel, you could have someone deliver it to the closest NPC. Um, it's to be such an easy fix um, for hauling. But, oh, well. Quick, uh, quick little joke is I still have a delivery box that I bought from way back when. I have I have someone's goods I've never even opened or delivered because I didn't have the capability and I haven't done it to this day. So um, they're probably like they're probably like a T five, you know. Yeah, at the time they were expensive. Now they're worthless, right? Right. Exactly. Roslyn put up in chat and he says, uh, me, I'd like to use my humpback or for something it's designed for. And the devs, it's two ladies shaking hands on a tennis court. And one says to the other, probably you'll die from lung cancer in real life. Basically. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much, I mean, it isn't going to happen. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so many little things, so many little things. So let's, let's hope that, um, that bug is fixed next week. And then we could start seeing maybe some accurate kill mails. You know, it could mm-hmm. determine numbers and wars, you know, there's, there's stuff going on. And I was thinking too, mm-hmm. Damon Zell was, uh, commenting on it saying like, Hey, you need to fix this because he has giveaways for highest kill mail value and shit like that. So, you know, and uh, a lot of content creators do. Yep, they do. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm surprised. How did I miss this over the this just start in the last week or so or what? How did I? Um, I'm still scratching my head as to how I. Missed yeah, it. I would say I, I would say it's within a week. This this stuff mm. started coming out as and it came out. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the first one was. And it may have been um, Maddie dying in a dreadnought. I don't know. There's something. But oh, uh, I now you're making me think more than I need to. I I, I just can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been like a, at least a week. Let's just say. Okay. 
So well, maybe it started happening during the time when I was down in Florida and kind of out of it. So yeah. why we missed last week's show. So, okay. Yep. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So that, you know, that, that was really it for patch notes this last, this last week was, you know, they, they updated the pricing. However, it still didn't affect Plagioclase, but okay. Um, <laughs> in official media news, they did have the lucky draw, the first lucky draw. And uh, the numbers pulled were 9567. So I, I think they pulled the numbers one at a time. Like, I don't know. Did they do it like once a minute or once every 10 minutes, once an hour type thing? But people were posting screenshots of them yeah, having like that. the first three numbers. And then they're waiting to see what that last digit was. And they would be off by one or maybe by far. But, um, so there's some winners out there. The winners got in-game mails. And you know what's especially funny about this is I had a court member. He'd posted a screenshot. He got an in-game mail that he had won, but he never even played. <laughs> well, see, I got a bone to pick with this. Remember when we were talking about this two weeks ago with, um, with Space Karen and about how I, was on- I would get one ticket but if I went to go get a second ticket, it would just overwrite that one. So I never got more than one. And I thought that was just how it was supposed to be. And yet I see screenshots of people with like 13 different ticket yeah. numbers on there. I never got to where I had more than one at ticket a time. at a time. Interesting. Ever. Yeah. So the whole thing is buggy, which gets back to a point I made two episodes, maybe three episodes ago, or two weeks, three weeks ago now, which is... You know, maybe at this point they should stop inventing new currency for the game and new little tickets and things to hand out um, <laughs> because maybe it's bugging things to where yeah. it doesn't work. I mean, you already have you already have all these. Uh, anyway, I, I don't want to go down that road again. They, there's so many different currencies in this game. It's insane. Well, so, you know, then content creators, pick one, pick they talk about this. Content creators, they talk about this. And it's like. Dude, it's like you're adding yeah, all these currencies. How how many how many currencies do we have? Like eight right now, and then you know, then they add another one with a new event, and and, and so on and so forth. But then um, I had brought this up a couple days ago in in our chat. I'm like, you know, with all these events and everything that's going on, the that events page is actually getting really crowded. Like I have a continuously. Yeah you know, apparent red dot all the time. Cause I don't know what the hell to clear out. I don't know what I need it to check. It never goes away. It never goes away. So it always, it's always yelling at me saying, Hey, you got something to check here in events. But then I go and I scroll and I click on things. And it's just like, I'm, I'm not even going to bother. It never with goes it. away. Uh, round never two, goes away. round two of this lucky draw, the quit, this quaff thing is splendid, whatever. I'm actually not even participating in it. I'm not, I'm not doing the lottery thing or the the spin the wheel oh, thing look, or I anything. Have one, so I have one ticket. Let's see if it works now. One uh, soft drink thing. Five three seven zero. That's my number. Okay, and then I click out of that and I go to view all. I have no numbers. <laughs> the game hates you. <laughs> it just hates no me. numbers it for just you. It hates me. I got nothing. I got nothing. No numbers. Wow. So what? It just so, disappeared. So nothing. live on air, you would. You pulled I a number. On the open soft you drink. exit. I got the number. I told you what the number was. <laughs> I, I exit out of that screen. I go look at my list of lucky numbers, and there's nothing there. So you know that's just me. So 
Hmm. That's just the way it goes. Interesting. No, but I mean, yeah, you're right. In this event thing, you've got Lucky Capsuleer Draw. You've got Splendid Universe. You've got Supplies. You've got the Ship Rental thing, which I've completely forgotten about. Yeah, uh, I stopped that too because I didn't want to lose yeah. any. I didn't want to lose anything from all those bugs that people are reporting. Yeah, then you've got the Think Tank stuff, which we've already gone over the ridiculous questions there. The soft Drink Splendor, Inscription of the Galaxy, Splendid Universe, Login Rewards, War Games Modes, Growth Funds, Major Updates, Omega Special, Return Ceremony, Fireworks, and Community. Could you come up with one more? I mean, just one more. Hey, so, so Taylor, <laughs> I, I think your um, Pixel Rick is saying that you had to change tabs. There's maybe a different tab that you're not clicking on or seeing. Well, people keep telling me that, but um, <laughs> it doesn't work. So, I mean, I, there's there's Soft Drink Splendor. You click on the down arrow, then you see Soft Drink Splendor itself, where it has the scrolling quay uh, jugs or bottles. Then there's a thing below that that says Lucky Number, and it shows you how many lucky numbers you have, just like that screen that Enigma Rick posted. There's nothing there. So, scroll down, my man. Yeah, no, it's not there. Yeah, I'm telling they're you, posting I'm screenshots. Take a screenshot of, of this. I'm going to take a screenshot of it and I'm going to go post it uh, over into Discord while we're talking here because it's right. not there. Uh, not yeah, and it turns out his Dropbox is broke too. His, his, you know, maybe you just need a repair, uh, repair client. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. So. There you go, guys. There ain't, ain't shit there. <laughs> it's up. All right. Well, for uh, <laughs> what? Please, boobs. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother conversation, huh, guy? <laughs> so that was it for game news so uh yeah pretty quiet and we'll see what uh, next week has to has to show for us so with that we'll yep. uh we'll cut to a commercial break here and then uh we'll get on to some of the topics hi honey i'm home from the road Hello, sweetie. Did you pick up the dry cleaning and kill mails from Syndicate? Oh, golly, they were all out of kill mails in Syndicate. Is this you? Are you tired of coming home with no kills? Try new and improved period basis. Same gen-fed smooth taste, but now with a bonus McKenzie in every pack. This commercial is brought to you by Blap. I am PM Blue, developer of Oxalis. Oxalis recently released a feature. You can use to parse kill mails in your Discord server. You can have per user statistics, kill mail leaderboards, and even your own kill mail webpage. Learn more on Axilus at XYZ. That's A-U-X-I-L-U-S dot XYZ. Are you tired of losing structures? Tired of nobody showing up to your POS defense? Don't worry, Care Bears with Guns is here for you. We're a family-first, orientated group of folks in no space with fancy technology toys like kill mill parsing and ship item dispensary bots. We've got a calendar full of PVE, mining, and PVP ops for however you like to make your ends. Come play with me and try us out today. And now the news. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, that was getting a lot of popularity in the last one. People were liking that commercial. The, uh, you uh -huh. know, and, and 
I need more commercials. I need more corp ads and everything. So if people can make corp ads or just send me recordings, whatever, I can make ads. I can add music. I can do stuff. You know, I, I need more of that content. So, you know, people yep. get to work. Yep. <laughs> it, it, allegiance <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't care what corp you're in. Just uh, Eve Echoes related. Give me a commercial. Funny, you know, add comedy to it. What have you. Uh, give me some good commercials and stuff. So, yes, yep. we'll uh, we'll talk about this honk war. So, what it, do you know? What's going on with honk and void right now, Taylor? A little bit, yeah. You filled me in on some of it the other day. Um, and and to be honest, when you're reading uh, a honk wall of information, you almost have to take your glasses off, rub your nose, shake your head for a little bit, and then remind yourself that the words you're reading on the screen are indeed actually English. You just can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's out there, huh? It's it is out there. I mean, it's 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 funny, it's hilarious, but it's also like what? I mean, it's it's almost like uh, verbalization of memes is what it is. Um, so if you don't know any history of honk or you don't know who's who inside of honk, and you really can't like understand more than a third of what they say. Uh, but basically. Um, you know, honk is actually inside of silent feds, but but honk is also its own kind of thing, right? Yeah. And a lot of people have asked me before, why is honk such a big thing? They've got like this one citadel in EC, and there's only like thirty pilots, so there's more than that, not not much more than thirty pilots, but um, but honk is actually a a, a corp that originally came over from from Eve Online uh, originally, or part of uh, their goons. They're not called honk over, th- yeah, goons, yeah. So, um, which is obviously a huge, uh, corp and, and alliance over an evil line. So that's kind of where all that comes from as far they know what they're doing. Those pilots yeah. day one have known what they're they, doing inside of Iveco. So <laughs> they are playing this game at uh, just a superior level, even compared to like, I don't know, yeah. most players just like what. You know, the, I, this, the propaganda that they have is, is yeah, that's, up there. It's yeah. like, holy shit. The songs that they make, the, the propaganda, the, you know, and we'll, we'll talk right. about it. Some, like, they made a whole, like, court case with the square rocks. Exactly. <laughs> with documents. Exactly. It was a four-page document yep. and everything. I'm like, what? Yep, yep. And, you know, and they have, so, they have people within Honk that actually do that for a living and stuff. So, like, they know the routine. Correct. Well, and, and I don't know if I would necessarily. Well, I guess in one way you could say that they're playing the game at a, at a higher level. I just don't think they're playing the same game we are. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we're going out there playing the game of you know well, mining rocks and making things and ratting and, and what, PVPing and doing that kind of stuff. And they're out there like literally out there to do one thing and one thing only to generate memes and things that they can make songs out of. <laughs> yeah. Or legal cases. I mean, it's a completely different. <laughs> They're playing a different game uh, than we are, um, but they're doing it with style and panache. And they do have that, uh, they, they yeah. do come with that little bit of um, panache uh, to everything that they do. And so this is, this is what's going on. So Honk and Void, you know, like I said, Honk isn't playing the same game we are, right? They will go and do crazy ass things on their realms. And one of those fun things that they like to go do is mine somebody else's Intimus and belts uh, or compressed belts, which, you know, I thought was pretty much like a rare thing anymore to even find one. Right. And when you do, I don't even know if they really have that much freaking value. I mean, we still run Orwells in our area just because we have them and they're there. (laughs) 
into us are rich, not comp- well, right, right, rich, rich ones, but uh, not compressed, but um, uh, which is even worse, right? I mean, what's the real value of that? And, and versus what you pull out of it, you clear those things so fast, but yeah. everybody treats them like they're they're ah oh, sacred thing, and no one go well, run them. Yeah, I know it's by ten, not by a hundred, guys. I I know what the difference is between the two, but what I'm getting at is that. Void looks at as someone coming and running those as this huge affront, and that's what Honk did just to screw with them. And I guess you could look at it as the same thing as as going and resetting somebody's base, right? Uh, so, you know, basically, yeah. yeah. And you know, in Void, they did, you know, according to Slippy's statement, I, I believe he said that they guarded them twenty four hours a day, like twenty four seven. They had guarding on those belts, yeah. So, um, and, and you know what too is I'll I'll play it here in a second, but I have a large, uh, paragraph that Slippy had sent me and I'll post it here in the on hair chat and, uh, you know, and we'll go through it. And I hadn't sent it to you though. I did send you the imager, you know, piece to, to read as like toilet material. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. God, that wall was hard to read. I, I consider God. that the the reading material, yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you're targeted by Honk in some sort of way, y- you already know there's a song going to be made about you. Guess what? <laughs> they made a song about yes, Square Rocks. Yes. <laughs> they made a song about Square Rocks. So, actually, um, I got it cued, and so I'll play it. Yep, play it now, yeah. Geese were flying deep in Nulset, teaching goslings to wander. When an old friend we happened to view, an intumescent asteroid belt full of all those good square rocks, and we all knew just what to do. Minor scepters fly out, liberate those square rocks. We won't rest till every pebble is free. Then we'll honk at them in local as we fly out toward the south. The goslings, the square rocks, and me. Mighty scepters fly out Liberate those square rocks We won't rest till every pebble is free Then we'll honk at them in loco As we fly out toward the south The goslings, the square rocks and me And shout out to Eddie Van Honken for making that quality <laughs> track. Oh my gosh. 
So, and that's the example of they're playing a completely different game. They're, they're we're playing Eve Echoes 2022. They're playing Eve Echoes 2032. They're playing a propo war. Yeah, <laughs> it's out there. So, yeah. okay. Um, now I, I have an official. I guess I, I suppose you could call it an official statement from Honk on this matter because I had asked him. I said, you know, well, hey, what's going on with the Honk? and void dispute currently and give me as much detail as possible and here's what i got <laughs> oh the message is too long i have to upgrade my nitro rip <laughs> wow oops i'll have to post it in multiple segments here <laughs> i'm currently deleting some paragraphs but uh, it it's that long, yeah, exactly. So let's see here. We'll start with this here. So <laughs> I'll I'll read oh, it here geez. for the people that are listening. Um, yeah, for the, for the people that aren't here and are just listening, um, I'll I'll read it here. So Honk had resumed its liberation movement of all square rocks across New Eden, finding holdouts remaining in void space. Valiant efforts and minor scepters and disposable ore ships nibbled away at the instruments and belt at in ZBD Tech HD. As the belt was nearing destruction despite 24-7 guardianship of fast-locking snipers and SOE ships, with no uh, cloaking lock delay, a passing ZRQ fleet came by and ate the last remaining rocks. And they During, spell those R O C C S. I yeah, love it. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so during this time in ZB, ZDB Tech HT, Void Diplo opened communications with Honk, seeking a resolution to the situation. Knowing the Void penchant for wordy legal documents, Honk legal representative <laughs> and senior consul Hot Dog. Uh, I, I think I want to say senior council member hot dog provided ample yeah. opportunity for void to resolve their legal concerns via the appropriate injunction pertaining to the mining of intermensence belts. And so there's a link there. There's a PDF and what it is, is you click into it and it's an actual like legal document for them to fill out. And um, people should be able to click on that and view it. So in in a baffling maneuver, Amoxin decided to represent Void Pro Se, despite being the Warfare Senior Officer of Void, per Appendix 4 of the Void Bylaws. Obviously, out of his depth, the Void Legal Representation <laughs> failed to submit the proper paperwork to the court, and in further embarrassment has yet to pay Space Court mandated damages for wrongful filings, treble damages an asset acquisition to Honk legal team. At this time of writing, Honk Council is still seeking an official judgment valued at $1.4 billion in ISK or Square Rocks. <laughs> this is legit. I this know. Is, this is the... Yeah, so continuing on, they, they had a court transcription <coughs> of that, that imager, is and that that's what, even is more... That yeah. See what this wall is? Is the court? Oh God! Yeah, exactly. You you read it and and, and you just your eyes want to melt into the back of your head and you just it's it's worse than trying to sit in court as a jury witness for God's sakes. It's just <laughs> it's just horrible. 
uh, but also hysterical at the same yeah. time. So the effort of liberating Square Rocks continued forward, moving to G063 TACU, where Honk Freedom Fighters liberated another intermensent belt from servitude and perpetuity. Void belt guardians swelled in size at the growing concern of total elimination of intermensent belts in their space, but were ultimately unsuccessful due to the cunning and gilly of Honk members Duckbar and Baja supported by many others in limited capacity. And here, here, uh, dang, this is still too long. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Here's another text wall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the effort of liberating square rocks continued forward. Oh, okay. So that, that was a repeat here. Once the inevitability of mineral freedom was clear, void attempted to repurpose the conflict toward a celebrity celebratory self-own creating an event to <laughs> cosplay as honk and devour their own final intermensent belt in j7 tech bdx honk continued during the interim to liberate square rocks prior to the event but shifted to killing void members operating without permit in syndicate as void ramped up alliance level ctas against honk player owned structures in the end there was a little fanfare with local chatter banned by Void leadership as Void finalized the liberation of J7 Tech BDX intermescent belt rather than mount a futile defensive effort. Once the final intermescent belt left the game, Void focused on exerting the might of one of the largest coalitions in the game against roughly 30 geese <laughs> and set reinforcement timers across many of the Honk POS. Without any realistic yeah. memes, uh, I just lost it. Without, Without any, any realistic, realistic means, means yeah. to defend against CTA numbers exceeding the number of active players in Honk, the POS belonging to Honk and adjacent groups in Syndicate began their inevitable demise. Void continues to pick off structures as hull timers occur while sacrificing an increasing number of ships to Honk permit enforcement crews. In both Syndicate and Wicked Creek, Innsmother, Scalding Pass, and other areas of the galaxy. And let's see. <laughs> There's still one more part. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Experts are <laughs> unclear what the final end goal of Void is in the effort uh, once all POS have been eliminated, though Alliance-sponsored PvP training has been discussed to combat encroachment. On space kept safe by endless hours of diplomatic efforts by Void, including packs with neighboring coalitions to mark industrial haulers and mining ships as illegal targets. So, what do you have to? What, I don't even. Was that? <laughs> I think I just asked, like, why? And I got that. <laughs> so. You say one word and you get an English. You know, in. It, oh, and I credit to Slippy for giving that to me. And I did tell him, I was like, hey, you know, more detail is, is the better. And he had written that for me. So I, I appreciate that. And it is good content. Uh, but yeah, it's like Void, the the last intermensent belts in the game are deceased. There's no more. Void had tried defending those. Yeah. And they uh, ended up eating that last one. From the sound of that, this article here, they had ate their own. 
you know, to stop from Honk from getting it. But um, right, right. So they seem to be uh, a bit uh, salty about that. I, I guess it's, I don't think salty is the right word, but you know, they're mad. They're mad about that. So they've been pursuing attacks on Honk. And would you even call it a war? You know, an entire alliance against thirty geese. Uh, basically, they're just battling it out. And I believe one POS did go down, but uh, otherwise, I think which Honk I find, is, yeah, I, I in one shape, way, or form, I find that hysterical. You know, this this corp of thirty, forty guys is messing with an entire alliance, and the entire alliance can't can't seem to stop them. I think that's hysterical. My. So, my oh, I know why. I know why, but I'll throw shade at another content creator if I answer why. So I, I... <laughs> the in, I'm under the impression that Honk can handle their own. Plus, they live in high sec yes. anyway, so it's like, what are you going to do to them, really? You know, really, yeah. So I don't know. We'll I, I we'll see what turns out of this in the next couple of weeks, whether or not the feud continues. But uh, I did hear somewhere that they're not even bringing it. They're not taking it to like structural warfare. They're not going to attack citadels. But I think Honk's only got the one citadel, right? So, uh, yeah, I think they're back down to just the one in EC. They got two. Oh, do they still have the second one down south or down over where Pantheon was? It was like three, not three JN, but YRNJ. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. When it's supposed to be nine. The um, so yeah, that that's their dispute. You know what really opened my eyes to that? You know, aside from the text wall, that article that Slippy had written, and he sent the link for that PDF document with uh, you know that the court the court paperwork. I'm like, wow, these guys are <laughs> next level. And then the song, I, I didn't was- expect the song because he sent me all of that, and then the song came afterward. So. <laughs> If you mess with Honk, okay. the the moral of this is if you mess with Honk, this is what you can expect, right? This yeah, level they're going to mess game. with you on a completely different level in a way that you wouldn't expect, in a way that you're not going to have an easy time countering because they're essentially just geese ninjas. I mean, that's just what it is. So they'll find a way to fuck with you and you won't be able to stop it. Yeah. Um, well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> Not to. Uh, is a four-letter word for a reason. Yep, and you know, what, what, as far as the other disputes going on in the galaxy, we still have SHH and Genesis going at it, and uh, SHH mm-hmm. had a pretty decent week. They they took down some citadels. Um, I think back to back to back. Yesterday, three of them in one day, along with uh, yeah, three of so, them in one day, along with ten POSs. The uh, the the war is still going on, and. Uh, who knows if we'll ever actually see an end? <laughs> you know, both sides yeah. are really resilient and putting up good numbers. And uh, you know, and and GenFed had a win today too. So um, they did. They did. And yeah, if you want to get a breakdown of of good solid numbers without any biased opinion, obviously, you know, Rambo and myself both are silent members. Um, we try to keep ourselves as unbiased when we talk about this as possible. But if you want just straight numbers, um, go listen to PM Blue's uh, little war report um, podcast that he's putting out now uh, on Auxilis, his uh, his bot for kill mills. That's a great, quick little 
synopsis breakdown of exactly what's going on by the numbers. Uh, so you should definitely listen to that. It gives you a good view of what's going on. And the numbers matter. And now we have a way of tracking numbers, which I think a question was going around over the last week about, do we need an API? And the answer is yes, but we also don't need it now that we have a kill mill bot, a global kill mill bot. Like, like a, what is that called over in Eva online? Is a Zen board or a Zell board? Or, it's not a Zen board. That's somebody. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Z board or whatever. Yeah, Z, Z kill. I knew it started with a Z. Thanks, Rosalind. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we have one of those uh, for the game now with Oxalis, PM Blue's bot. Yeah, so great freaking bot. And th- that I went over to Care Bears Discord, you know, and I was seeing features I'd never even seen before. I was like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> I just had yeah, this bot just for kill mails. But it was like recruiting things and and currency and all this other stuff. <laughs> his his bot has a lot of features, so uh, yeah, check it out. It does. Yep, good so. stuff. Worth it. All right. Well, next on the topics, and actually we have Joda with us here. I'm going to unmute Joda. And uh, all right, Joda, you are live in the studio. What's going on, Joda? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? Good. How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, uh, in case you didn't know, I think Zen gave a shout out to SHH today that you're going to be on the show today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been very active today, so I haven't uh, seen much on the uh, Discord. But uh, thank you. Thank you, Zen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I wanted to get you on the show and, and talk about, uh, one, your popularity, your ever-increasing popularity in, in New Eden. <laughs> and, and two, like your interceptor fleets are, I mean, they're amazing. I, I mean, it's all, I don't really have any much, you know, more words than that, but know uh i wanted to talk to you about that and uh you know like how you do it and all that stuff but we'll get into that but for people that don't know you uh you know give a brief intro of yourself oh boy uh, no, that's, uh, that's a tough <laughs> question but uh, um so with indies uh it, it all comes down to the part where uh when you like uh, like doing something you get very very good at it and i love interceptors like inties and that's why i get good at it because i know uh how far they can reach or their potential or um how good they are uh alone and also in numbers so pretty much uh that's why like when we fly uh with inties we stay together as a group and uh move like do stuff together because if we're um if we're separated then we can't do anything by ourselves because most ships can uh, one shot us. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I uh, can't recall the first time I led uh, interceptor fleet. But I think uh, uh, short, uh, long story short, it all started. I think when our radars in the north were being hunted by reds, and um, and I I think I was just promoted as an FC over there as uh, at that time as a skirmish FC, and I pinged for scepters, and uh, uh, I think from there on it has just uh, been a learning experience. I've made a lot of mistakes, and uh, I've remembered those mistakes and uh, try not to do them again. Right? Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. So. That's what? one thing everybody always forgets. You can't get better until you die first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a learning experience. So what's your role in SHH? What's your role in the military? 
Ah, uh, I just uh, fill in the blanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've scouted, uh, I've tackled, I I've led heavies, interceptors. Uh, I mine, I read, I do it all, dude. I yeah. like uh, I like every aspect of the game, and uh, that's why. Um, because pretty much it has uh, something for everybody, and um, like even for miners, because uh, a lot of people or a lot of uh, pilots who mine, they don't like to PvP. And I remember this one time when one of the CEOs uh, from our uh, industry corporations, they were like, uh, "Well, we have a lot of miners; they don't like to PvP." And uh, I think what I said was like, "Well, get them into a scepter, and I'll I'll get them to enjoy PvP." I think uh, that's what they did, and then from that point on, like they started enjoying it. And uh, um, I guess they don't like flying bigger ships uh, to PvP because they don't do that uh, uh, a lot. They mine more, but uh, they yeah. can uh, quickly get into a scepter to defend their space. Because I mean. Uh, if you live in Null, you must defend your space. Otherwise, somebody else will come and take it. Exactly. Yep, very much so. So, yeah, and especially within SHH, you're, I mean, the best <laughs> any NT FC that, you know, has ever reigned SHH. And, uh, you know, when, when you ping a fleet, you're able to flash form 50 people like nothing. And what do you, what, what's your take on that? oh man 50 scepters that's oh that's a lot of fun man that gives me a big smile just because uh with 50 scepters i can do a lot of uh damage to enemy fleets and you guys saw uh last was it last earlier this week i think it was when jeff came up north and it was uh, uh a little uh funny because i didn't have a mic and i had to get uh another fc in our team uh to to speak what i was writing so it was uh, a little challenge, but it was fun. Wow. It worked out. And uh, um, 50 is good, but uh, at one time we had 120 when we were fighting Fireflies and no. And uh, we did uh, a crazy amount of damage to them. We obliterated a nightmare in 20 seconds with 120 scepters because we, <laughs> we had all of them on grid shooting the nightmare. 120 scepters, yeah. Yep. It was that was very very funny. I'll never forget uh that uh that fight. Wow. So were you salivating today when when the fleet switched over to scepters, and you weren't FC? I wasn't there, uh, but I kind of uh I was driving. Um, I had to go somewhere to do some uh, personal stuff, but uh, I got on and off comms uh, here and there, and I was listening. Um, but when they did switch, I think that was the best move. And yep. uh, I, I did have a few tricks I could have used on grid over there, but uh, uh, I think it's best if other FCs uh, try flying scepters as well. Because uh, if I fly them all the time, if I FC them all the time, then there's not a lot of room for um, for other you know guys to learn. We have a few other junior FCs uh, learning to um, FC scepters, and they're doing very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, I think the running joke was if if Yoda's not there to run scepters, everybody who gets in one uh, switch over and get into something else. Uh, but yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, the FC today, Earth did a, did a great job. He did so. Um, yeah, he's very yeah. good. Well, the yeah, the, I try not to. Uh, sorry, I try not to say his name. So um, the red no, they, put fleets, a, they, put they don't. The oh, okay. So the red fleets <laughs> don't know who it is because uh, they like uh, headshotting me. But uh, I've uh, like I said, I learned from my mistakes, so they they cannot headshot me anymore. 
that's got to be the greatest <laughs> thing, though, to wake up the next morning after you've had a lot of fun with the scepters and get on Reddit and see five or six memes right in a row. Uh, <laughs> my favorite oh, that was one funny. is so my favorite yeah. one's a little toddler who's gawking at the uh, at the little ducks. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that too. That was very very funny. Yeah, dude. yeah. Enemy fleet watching Yoda's scepters, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I we do uh, we do move a lot uh, on grid, uh, and that's another uh, uh, good thing strength of the scepters because they can just move around. You can't uh, um, hold them. You can't stop them. They they just go where they want. Uh, within a second, they just warp off. Yeah. So we yep. do move a lot on grid. Uh, that's one of the tactics that I use. But um, um, there's plenty of them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure you have a whole <laughs> sack of tactics and, that you'd use, and you know, some kind of uh, secret, and others maybe not so much. But I think the success, the success of your fleets, especially being able to flash form the the uh, the sizable fleets that you do. You make them fun. You make them engaging. You 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 basically you promise some kills. Uh, you you make it easy for even the you know for players that don't have that much experience uh, flying at all. Rather, you know, let it be a an interceptor. And the commands that you do, and just it, everything is so streamlined. And I think that's one thing that just makes your fleet so engaging and fun is like, man, I, I heard on comms the other day, hey, is Joda FC in the uh, NT fleet? And uh, somebody said, confirmed it, yes. And he's like, yeah, boy. Like, he was excited. Like, people, <laughs> yeah. people are excited to, you know, for, for you to uh, be their FC or, or, or lead them in those roams and whatnot. Because sometimes there's an overflow fleet. fleet. And an FC has to, you know, take over. And but he's basically doing all the same commands that you are, you know. But uh, and, and I have been in, in in your fleets, and we've been in CTAs, and we've been, you know, warping back and forth, and, um, quote unquote, headshotting, you know, one, you know, one volley on a ship and and destroying it with that many scepters. And you know that's a that was definitely a different tactic in the game I've never done prior to that, you know. So like I learned something that day and I had fun doing it. But you know the way that you do your commands, you say, "Okay, take this warp. Okay, target this. All right, everybody on me. Hold cloak." You know the way that you do all your commands is very streamlined. And uh, man, that's that's all I got. I mean, it's just so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, uh, so the the um, the volley thing, like with uh, all the scepters shooting at the same time and and uh, killing one ship at a time, uh, I learned that uh, while fighting Gemfed. So uh, thank you, Phoenix Tassador. Um, so it's I, I wish I knew it before because if I if I did, I would have made so much damage to uh, the red fleets coming no to the north. So it, it's just I I can't believe I never thought of it before. It's very easy, but it's also uh, very tricky because you uh, can easily lose a lot of uh, scepters there. A lot of uh, pilots can lose their ships. And I don't like uh, when uh, the pilots that join my fleets lose their ships. So every time when I'm engaging, uh, I try to uh, pretty much find ways so pilots can continue fighting. You know what I mean? Because it's not fun. Like if I were uh, to be a pilot and lose uh, my ship, it's not fun because then 
I have now I have to go back and reship and what if I don't have another ship? You know what I mean? So yeah. I try to look at it that way. And uh um uh, and and I think as an FC you must uh make it easy for your pilots uh, that are following you. You must make it easy for them to follow you. Otherwise if you make it hard for them, like if if you become uh um not understandable uh, then they won't understand you and the fleet will not be successful. You know what I mean? So the easier you make it for them uh, to uh, integrate into your ideas or what uh, type of goals you want to achieve, then the the easier it is for you to achieve your goals. So it's like a mutual thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, it's like operating an iPhone compared to operating an Android. You know, uh, iPhones are supposedly very user-friendly. You know, and make it you know accessibility features and all that stuff compared to Android being a lot more technical uh, and in depth, and uh, and the learning curve maybe a little bit higher to navigate Android systems. But you know, I, I kind of look at it like that. Oh no, no, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a good reference. And and uh, as you learn to use the iPhone, and then you move on to the Android. You know what I mean? So yeah. So so we've got a few people asking you some questions in chat, uh, but before I yeah. go through some of those, I think one of the things that makes uh, uh, you're right about the comparison between the two different types of phones and the ease of being in the fleet. But I think the major thing that makes a Yoda Scepter fleet fun is Yoda himself. And what I mean by that isn't the tactics, which are great and phenomenal, but you can hear it from from you when you're talking right now to us. It's the passion. It's that personality. We can tell that you love it and you feel that energy even through Discord and why you're flying your scepter and following the commands and doing everything else. And that is what makes it fun because you're pulling people into those fleets with that personality and that joy and that energy you bring. And they want to have that joy and energy too. I think that is one of the strengths of your fleets on top of everything else uh, and the tactics and all that aside, which makes it successful so that people come back and do it again. Um, but it's that personality and that energy and that joy you have when you're, when you're leading those fleets that everybody loves. I mean, great job, boys. That's a quote you have at the end of every engagement and everybody waits to hear that and is so happy to hear it. And that's, and that's, that's my take on it. So, um, so, okay. A couple of questions for you. Uh, do you think scepters are overpowered and what balances would you want to see from netties on them? If so, uh, I don't think they're overpowered. You can headshot a scepter. It, it's it's a ship of uh, of very very li- little EHP. Then you can you can kill it so easily. You just gotta find a way how to kill it. If uh, scepters are overpowered, then why uh, why don't the 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 other fleets come out with scepters? You know what I mean? I know how to defeat them. <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay. Uh, next question is: uh, What's your preferred scepter and loadout? If you can if you can say it. Which one of the uh, variants? Well, I guess uh, my preferred one uh, is the missile scepter or uh, condor with uh, missiles, either torpedoes or missiles, just because they don't uh, rely on tracking when you're fighting other scepters. And uh, you pretty much are applying uh, good damage as long as you have them uh, webbed down and slowed down or scrammed. And uh, yeah, I- I'd say with, uh, I- I'd go with condor. I like the slasher for tackling just because uh, how quick it turns and how fast it goes. Um. So can I say both? Or <laughs> sure, sure. No, sure. Yep, slasher and condor. Yeah, there you slasher go. Slasher and condor. It's yeah. surprising to hear you say torps, though. I mean, 
I always think of Torps as more of just uh, use that to go and, go and bash an outpost or something. But other than that, I'm not sure I would ever use Torps. But that's interesting. I might just have to try that one of these days. Definitely. You must. Uh, a Condor with torpedoes can kill any other frigate in the game. There is, uh, uh, if you fit it right. Hmm. Very interesting. All right, next question. Uh, do you want me to ask these, Rambo? Or do you want to yeah, go ahead. Uh, some fleet types are great to get new bros to PvP. Do you think that's true for Scepter fleets? Best new bro fleet, maybe? Uh, uh, it's T8. Right? Yeah, the only problem there is that's T8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. Um, uh, what's uh, uh, Shay, right? Uh, do, are you guys familiar with Shay? Uh, yeah, Shay Hulland. Yep. Um, yep. He's in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he FC'd frigates. Or uh, AKA scepters, but uh, frigates for pilots who are T4 or T6, you know what I mean? Not interceptors, actual frigates. When we were fighting with Pantheon, and uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they enjoyed it a lot. They had a lot of fun and they, they did kill battleships, a lot of them. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, when you have numbers, right, you can take 50. And that's one of the things about this game that's interesting. You can take 50 of anything and go kill one thing. Even if it's 50 Tristans or 50 whatever. Yeah, of course. But I think he was doing it with even 20 or 30. Camp in the gate. And uh, if you got one ship, I mean, it depends what you're fighting. If you're, fight if you're fighting a drone ship, then you might lose a few frigates. Or um, if you keep range, and then if you know how to get away uh, or pull your pull the enemy drones away, then, then you're able to uh, kill that ship before it kills one of you. So... Um, it's true. In numbers, uh, you get more DPS, so you kill the uh, enemy quicker. But even in little numbers, if you have uh, the right e war or tactics and everything else, uh, it will take you a little longer, but you'll get there. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Any favorite quotes from Interceptor Roams? That was another question. Uh, 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 <laughs> sorry. Yep, Nothing yep. that I can think of. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> ah, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. And then, uh, oh, yeah, good question from Zen. How does it feel to be known as the lead NTFC for the silent? Uh, uh, the, um, wait, sorry, can you repeat it again? He's getting butterflies. How feel, yeah, how does it feel to be known as the lead interceptor FC for the silent? Well, it definitely feels good. I mean, I cannot lie. So, but um, it 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 comes with uh, uh, a big responsibility because uh, pretty much I can't I can't let anybody down. You know what I mean? I have to. Uh, so the Jota that everybody knows yesterday, I have to become better than that every day. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have to keep People's pushing myself to become better and better. And uh, and I won't be around forever. So I gotta make sure uh, other people. Uh, um, get to learn what I uh, what I know or the way that I fly, so they get to enjoy it as well because it is a lot of fun at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a lot of fun. Uh, next question: uh, Aside from points and webs, what's your go-to e-war for scepter fleet? I know what mine would be, um, but what do you think? Oh boy! <laughs> um, okay. So he's like, I don't want to. Tell yeah, we can't be talking about died, all the so secrets. You can't see my kill mill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There, there's the counter to everything, but uh, there uh, is. There is. The dampeners are good. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, the smoke uh, dampener. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. So as this game, you know, evolves and, and more and more stuff are, is happening and meta's changing stuff. And, uh, Joda, I don't want to take too much of your time. If you want to stay with us and talk about ship metas, uh, you, you, you can, if you want, uh, we'll be talking about that next, but you know, like with interceptors and, and how you're saying, you know, there's, there's a counter to everything and you have to kind of always be one step ahead of that. Right. So you're continuously evolving and continuously changing your tactics and stuff. So, you know, something that worked for you during the firefly fireflies war you know, may not work for you in the GenFed war. And, you know, and tactics in this war may not affect or be applicable in the next war, you know, so it's continuously changing. And, and obviously there are defenses to your fleets specifically. (laughs) And that that's not unknown, but, you know, um, you know, there, there's, they're constantly trying to combat and counter you and, uh, I mean, man, it makes for a great content and a fun fleet overall to be a part of. So, very cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I think uh, uh, from what uh, from Momasaurus's words, I guess Weird Bob has potential to counter me, but I haven't seen him do it yet. So, I'm excited to uh, find out if he can. Yeah. There, there's so, a uh, few if- names of <laughs> there's a few names, and I was thinking about interceptor FCs. Weird Bob had come to mind, Shay had come to mind, and Joda had come to mind. I, I'm i not really familiar with any other uh, current FCs, like Interceptor FCs. I know there's Shack Attack and GHA, but that otherwise, you know, that's kind of it. I mean, we got up-and-coming FCs too, but I mean, uh, the big names. Sure, sure, right. Yeah. No, and I can say one of the uh, counters to uh, a 50 or 100-man uh, Scepter fleet is four carriers. We learned that the hard way today, so don't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, <laughs> please bring them out. I'll bring, I'll bring them out. <laughs> I kind of figured you'd say that. <laughs> please. I'll, 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 uh, I'll make those carrier pilots watch their fighters uh, just sit, sit there in the distance, you know, just do nothing. <laughs> All right, Joda. Final question: What's uh, what's your favorite moment in these interceptor fleets? What what's one moment that stood out above all the others? Uh, a lot of moments, but my favorite, I think, was when uh, we were fighting against uh, Fireflies in the Firefly War. Um, they they were teamed up with No. And uh, so we were uh, originally in heavies. I think I mentioned this earlier. But uh, and then we switched into scepters, and they had about twenty jumps to go back to the veil to uh, take timers over there. And uh, so pretty much those twenty jumps for us were heaven, for them were hell. And it was uh, unbelievable. Just and chewing I them up, beat them alive. Them up. I that that was the moment that I realized. Um, how good scepters were wow and yeah. i'd seen uh total nut he had uh, um posted the 60 billion rome and that one is the one that came to mind um and that one i was a part of your fleet in that 60 billion rome against fireflies and uh that was a multi-boxer with all faction ships and uh oh, that was yeah that was funny jd was uh fcing that uh scepter fleet but i was a tackler and uh, uh yeah that okay. was okay 
Yeah. So so JD gets the the credit for that, but you were there. Uh, yeah. So I just remember you were there. I couldn't remember JD. Yeah, he was. We were uh, uh, seen together. I guess um, I was doing like plus one tackling everything or scanning scanning slash tackling. So, but it was fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of uh, good uh, FCs in our team, and I'm I'm happy for that. So, all right. Hey, we'll do a last round of questions. Everybody, if anybody's got a question for Joda, since he's with us, Joda, are you going to stay with us and talk about ship metas? I, I would love to, but uh, uh, next to me, I have my girl, and uh, kind of want to pay some attention hey. to her. If you guys know me, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's de- respectable, definitely. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it, man. You know, thank you for your time and thank you for joining us here on, on the show. Good talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a good night and uh, enjoy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Yeah. Well, that was cool. That was awesome. You know, if you can it, hear his passion when he's talking about it and his joy, you know, and that's, that's, that's part of what makes him good is because he really enjoys it. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun to fly with. And it's, so. it's it, it goes along with like, you know how people are like really passionate about their jobs and stuff. It's like you talk, you talk to them about their job and they, they tell you everything about it and, and, and they, they smile while telling you about it. Like that's him talking about interceptor rooms and, and even while doing them, you know, you can hear it. You yep. know, he'll chuckle and he, you know, he'll have fun with it. So it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. You can tell. Yep. So, all right, that's what makes a good FC, somebody who's passionate about it and having a good time. <laughs> and yeah, he it, it is legit fun. So all right. And then uh yeah, and you know, we'll talk about ship metas now. And uh I, Taylor, this is one of the topics, one of the themes that you wanted to talk about specifically in 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 the podcast was ship metas. And you know, and I'd added to that, like, you know what, that would actually be very interesting to talk about. As in, like the history and the evolution of the ship metas as players go up the T levels and as ships are being released and countermeasures to metas and all this stuff's coming out. Uh, a lot of new players may not know like what the doctrine was way back in when people were T five and some of the first like right. large battles that we were starting to have. And uh, one that really comes to mind, even though I wasn't part of the SHH at the time, was SHH was one of the first to really have like an elite level doctrine, I guess you could call it, like a like a fleet. And at mm-hmm. the time, they were using stabber, maybe just SFIs, stabber fleet issues, not snipers. They may have incorporated snipers and whatnot, but, you know, kind of the the other kind of useful ships but i want to say sfis they they were really lethal way back in the day um and you know i had to deal with those in the gha when they were attacking the orc um outpost and i was yeeting literally yeeting um ships at them (laughs) to try and get them but uh it was a respectable fight and they ended up actually not getting that objective but that was the first time that i had ever actually saw a like a a fleet with a with a capability like that and that's how we kind of get into these metas where you get so many of 
a certain type of ship or even if you're solo like each ship or multiple of the same ship they have their roles right so um we're talking they about do. pve you know pve there's solo ratters there's people that brawl there's people that range fit their stuff and, and you know kind of semi afk stuff and uh there's a meta for that because i guarantee you that uh when i was t4 i wasn't doing encounters you know with uh the the ships and skills that i have now you know so no definitely not well and there's a huge difference between those who started when the game launched and then progressed through the tier levels as everybody was progressing you know four five six seven and even at t7 not having the same ships that are na- that are out now back then either right so it's a, it's a very different thing to have started this game from day one and progressed all the way through with pretty much everybody else at the same time versus somebody coming into the game now and seeing everything that's there and and having to wait to get to everything whereas before when you started not everything was there to begin with and so you weren't really sure what you were going at um so i'll back up for a second and just with with metas what does that mean in my perspective what i mean by that is a commonly accepted ship and or fit for that ship that is used for specific tasks right whether it's pvp pve or fleets those are the three main tasks if we're talking about soloing the meta is there in terms of well you if you solo with this specific ship this is the this is the fit it has Mm -hmm. but but what i'm more talking about and more interested in is the overall metas of of just when you're pvping either with a fleet or or a group of guys in your corp Um, because obviously every single corporation has their own little doctrine thing that they do right um a honk has their crazy things that they do uh over there's somebody over in void that does those high uh humpback high mobilities uh they do four or five of those together as a pvp fit um uh members of silent have uh you know goose groups where they have all armor roam uh with those then you've got um fosh patane and baby kite mm-hmm. uh so those are those are kind of like the small version of those measures the small version of those doctrines that have that have grown out of all these other things and it's it's, it's evolved so much and i actually got a little um no offense to Space Karen, but I got a little, it, it kind of got under my skin a little bit uh, in our last episode when he was like, yeah, it's all the same. I haven't even been in the game in three months and I can tell you what the meta is. Well, no, you really can't because it's all over the place. Um, everybody's flying a little bit of a mix of, of different things and we're starting to see destroyers come around every once in a while. Um, we'll hear about that with our clip from our one of our new guys that's going to come on with some of these clips about these conversations in, in terms of PvP. Um, but I think everybody at this point who's grown up with it uh, is trying new things, trying different things like the Fosh Patane's baby kite, like more armor roams that are going on, which everybody, if, you, if you've talked about doing an armor roam or switching your meta to, to armor instead of shield four months ago, people laugh at you and get mad and say, that's stupid. That doesn't work. And yada, yada, yada. And the armor mechanics really still work the same way they did six months ago. Mm-hmm. So why are people trying them now? Well, because it's different, um, because we've grown through all these other things and we're, and we're wanting to try something different and put this piece with that piece. And a lot of people are throwing, you know, oversized micro warp drives now into their ships constantly as a thing, you know, the, with tornadoes or oracles or, or even a nemesis. Um, so whereas, you know, some of that would happen before, but I think it's more of a mainstream thing now. 
So right. if we if we want to back up and talk about the history of this and how things started, I mean, I, hell, I can go all the way back to <laughs> when we were doing Incursus Assaults. I mean, this oh, was like man. in September of 2020. Uh, we were just doing nothing but Incursus Assaults. Or we'd get into Catalyst uh, Navy issues and think those things were the bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let so, me let me play this clip from Everill. And, uh, you know, yeah, and he was talking... Yeah, he was talking with, uh, I believe, a court mate, Val, and uh, they're talking about some uh, PVE fits. So the topic that we've been given, Val, is ship metas for all-round gameplay or for PvP or PvE. What do you think? What do you want to talk about first? PvE? I know we've been doing a lot of PvE lately because we're in void space and we've had some fun with different crews running around in void. So I think PvE, what do you think? In PvE, then uh, we've been doing quite a bit. I guess we've mostly, uh, because we're in Angel Space, been focusing on the the sniper meta. I mean, it's not something we do a lot in Serpenta Space, where we we came from before, because the DPS is lower, right? The sniper meta works in Angel Space because there's so many things that um, are really fast. And that's it's interesting because my Vindicators, when we were down in Serpenta Space, were the king of the hill. They would kick butt brawl, mm. you know, flatten everything with ease. And when I we relocated to Angel Space, my Vindicator is not quite the best ship. It like those Vindy webs stop the Angel elites from running away, sure. And the frigates you can catch them and kill them. The damage doesn't apply quite the same, does it? Here you find uh, you know the the Angel Cinnabals that orbit at 40, which is a fairly annoying yeah. Number. Uh, yeah. Just outside web range, or not just outside, well outside web range. Just outside um, of drone range for normal ships. You, it's pretty annoying. Because we were doing an end so, last night. <laughs> we had we yeah. had like six battleships <laughs> with really skilled pilots, and it took a good six or seven minutes to take that elite Cinnable down. single Cinnable down. Yeah, yeah that was quite. Stupid. I mean, it, yeah. it really helps when they spawn like 60k off or something. Then we can blap them before they get into orbit. I think the worst I've ever had with one, I did a, an end dead, I want to say six months ago, and I went in with somebody else. There was only three of us. I think we spent 45 minutes chasing down that Cinnable because we couldn't, mm. we just couldn't apply damage to it. And it, eventually the drones from the Dommy ground it down. I think he had, the Dommy only had large drones or something, you know, and it just took yeah. ages and ages to grind it down. It'll take a while. It was, I was sort of sad that my Vindicator is not quite the, you know, the grinding machine that it used to be, the elite grinding isk maker that it used to be. Yeah, kind of auto win kind of thing. No matter where we've been, then the Apoch Striker has been really, really good at PB, right? Because it can just sit at 100 and blow everything up uh, before it gets there. As long as they hit the frigates before they get yeah, to the Yeah, it requires yeah. some active management, but it seems like people who do it, do it well and it works for them. There's definitely a gap there with the Apoch Strikers, you know, get some laser skills and battleship skills, get some targeting rigs, you know, put some targeting stuff on so you can boost it up and then just mm. sit at 100 and let it go. But then again, people talk about doing FRPs in uh, carriers at 500 kilometres not having any problems just blapping him through, just waiting, you know, it takes a while, but you get it done eventually. I guess that's the meta that the developers want, and that's the one that we have. Yeah, and, you know, to add on to his uh, Angel Space experiences, I do not miss that whatsoever. <laughs> there, was, there was mocks going like 8,000 meters a second, and you can't hit them with anything. You can't catch them. Nothing, there's nothing in your fleet that was able to actually get them. You actually had to use the, the there was like uh, 
maybe not necessarily a bug, but there was a mechanic in the game that you kind of had to exploit a little bit or, you know, in order to be able to get those to uh, derp <laughs> so you can actually uh, kill them in reasonable time. But that was the thing. And, you know, and, and since then, I think they've gotten a, maybe a little bit of a, a debuff where they are uh, a bit more catchable. They it does it does sound like they're in range now. I haven't ratted in Angel Space in a very long time, um, so I'm not really sure the uh, difficulty of of that is right now. But uh, man, I guess I would I, have to think the difficulty of of ratting uh, for players who have been playing this game since it came out. Uh, there really isn't much difficulty at this point, unless it's a rally point you're trying to do or yeah. or these new capital capital points that you're trying to do i mean even t10 stuff isn't when you're doing it with yourself and an alt or a couple guys or whatever it's not you know at the at the, at the 555 everything and a faction battleship it's not or whatever you're using apoc striker for instance uh, which is kind of funny i mean like again we talk about the metas right like when since when was everybody using an apoc striker exactly uh, for pve right uh, i don't recall everybody talking about it as being a great pvp uh, pve ship or even a pvp ship for that matter until just over the last maybe month when i started to barely hear about it and now with the dir faction war games it was it was it's like oh no the best thing you can do is was three apoc strikers and that and then all of a sudden uh when the bubbles got fixed then it's the nightmares or a version of nightmares and apoc strikers but I don't recall hearing a ton of people saying that that APOC strikers were were so damn good uh, at range like that inside of a urge for PVE. But maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Someone can correct me on that. I mean, I'm an all lasers guy. Um, I mean, everything in lasers five five five. So I mean, uh, it, it, and and it's a shock to me that, that I haven't flown an APOC striker yet. <laughs> I've flown Abaddon and a Nightmare. Yeah. See, I'm so, a cannons guy and. When I was hearing about the, you know, the APOC striker thing, it's like, really, do I have to actually skill into that so I can like join the PVE meta? You know, do yeah. I actually have to skill into lasers? I, it's, I kind of don't want to. You know, yeah, it's like my aversion to skilling into missiles and torps. I don't want to do that either. Uh, but um, I did for mediums for for specific reasons. But outside of that, uh, I, I I want nothing to do with 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 missiles like ever. Um, but I mean, to each their own. Everybody has their own play style too, yeah. and that also gets back into this: how these metas are formed. Everybody wants to play the game the way that they want to play the game, and they should. Um, and and you can make it work. Um, there is that whole race to you know how much DPS can you put out. Therefore, what's the highest bounty tick you can get inside of twenty minutes? And so you mm -hmm. race for that, and that creates its own meta as well. Um, but on the PVE side, I've never been a fan of the so-called PVE fit. I know it exists. I know people treat it as a thing for that very deal is to get those uh, max bounty ticks, right? Because you're there to make money. But, but I've, I've, never, I've never been a fan of PVE fits, even for story missions before scanning came out, right? And so if we want to go back to some of the, the history of things, um, metas changed drastically when scanning came out. Metas changed drastically when bubbles came out, interdiction spheres. Yep. Um, Things changed drastically with those two. At the time, scanning seemed like the bubbles at the time when they first came out, I was like, that's interesting. That's cool. Okay, whatever. The scanning to me, though, was a huge thing, um, which now is 
uh, it's still useful, but it's not, I mean, it's not pointless, but people also just anchor their shit next to planets and you can just warp to it and find it now because they know they can scan. So I don't know. I feel like scanning's kind of lost its, uh, its luster. Whereas the interdiction spheres and, and the hip hictors, you know, heavy interdictors are, man, you can't go without them. Um, even in PVP, I mean, whether it's just two or three guys gate camping or doing whatever, uh, you can't, uh, you can't go without a, a, a interdiction spheres anymore. So and how about Guardian Bubbles, too? Pv- PvE and Guardian yep. Bubbles. Yep, Guardian Bubbles for sure. Um, that's also a nice big change. Uh, shield field modules, armor mm-hmm. links, all those things kind of. And the armor links uh, maybe are more so now coming into their own uh, with, with being used in armor roams more and more. Uh, yeah. But I think that's mostly because people just want to try armor. That was one of the... I think that was one of those where... Like you didn't see those in the early in the early game because I want to say the earliest Logi ship is T seven, and maybe the same for a Guardian. Can't remember a Scythe, yeah. So you know, T six had Logi frigs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like a burst too. Oh yeah, that's Bursts. right. But like yeah. nobody used yeah. the frigs because they're so like I don't know squishy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I mean, Guardian Well, Bubbles. Destiny Guardians T5 are, are, are now, but they weren't, they weren't there before. Those were released at, as, as a new ship type, like, what, May, June last year or something like that? Um, they, weren't, they weren't there at launch. Um, so, and that's the thing that you know, new players coming into the game don't know, don't realize, and sometimes we forget um, that a good number of the ships that are there that we can fly right now were not there day one. Uh, the yeah. game has changed quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. So, yeah, yeah, Moa Guardian, great ship. So um, then we'll uh, we'll we'll lean into some PvP doctrine type metas. A, a doc is a doctrine and meta. Is that kind of like the same thing? Mm, to some extent, but not really. No, because. Uh, well, I mean, if you look at the doctrine fit that Silent has versus the doctrine fit that Jinfed has, we know what each other's doctrine fits are. Um, obviously, we get kill mills. Uh, so if you look at those two, uh, neither, both of those play to a certain meta, but, but they're not the same, right? And so when it comes to fleet engagements, large fleet engagements anymore, we have kind of a different pool of metas, you know? Originally, it was just the blob. It was one blob versus the other blob, and they just ram right into each other. Yeah. You know? greatest dps and who can target the fastest whatever wins and that was all there whoever was to doesn't it. disconnect and it didn't even, well yeah nowadays i don't remember the disconnects being such a big thing way back in the day but uh but that was because the fleet engagement numbers were smaller maybe or i just wasn't involved in the big ones i don't know they were larger um, but not as technical correct so yeah, you didn't have a whole bunch of interdiction spheres. You didn't have a whole bunch of guardian bubbles, um, which wouldn't matter instead of a blob because now you're literally like running into one another. Um, you know, that was the original fleet PvP meta. Uh, yeah, now we've got 10,000 drones, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that, that leads to the other thing. So for PvP metas, you've got the blob, you've got the kite, then you've got the snipe mix, and now we've got capitals. I mean, I... I, I we have capital warfare going on, whether you've seen it or not. It is happening. Um, it's not the kind of capital warfare that goes on in EVE Online, but that is kind of the new 
that's the next wave, the next yep. thing. And I think the way that the devs have rolled out the specs in certain ships actually push us towards these metas where you don't really have a choice because you wind up with, you know, one specific Logi ship that is the best. Therefore, everybody uses it, the Hurricane Logi, right? So, or the Scythe, if you're not quite up to the tech level of a Hurricane Logi yet, you use the Scythe. Why do you use the Scythe over everything else? Because of the stats. Exactly. I mean, that's just the way the ship was built. It's the best one. You know, we've got these six different ships we can pick from, but five of them are shit. So, of course, everybody's going to pick, pick the Hurricane Logi, right? Yep. So, that's kind of, yeah, brawler feet. Fleet, so, that's a blob, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had uh, Ethereal and Val. They also commented on PvP fits, and I believe they even talked a little bit about uh, destroyers and speed in this clip. So, let's check it out. Yeah, this one's interesting. Let's listen to this. What about for PvP? We've been doing a lot of PvP, and I've been downstepping my ships to really cheap and nasty things. Um, yeah, not, I mean, not nasty, but really cost-effective, so you can throw them and watch them die and go and shrug and run away, sort of thing. The meta is pretty much unchanged in that sense. I mean, it's still bigger is better, fundamentally. I mean, if you have, like, a CTA situation. But if you're talking about um, roaming, like, small gangs then you know speed is still in many ways king and not just speed uh, in velocity but also the warp speed mm. um because the, the the ability to move around fast and to get to each other fast so you can find someone mm-hmm. you know if you're in a cinnable or something right then you can find someone uh, and you can keep them busy for a while and then your friends can show up really fast if they're in cinnables too <laughs> your fleet right? mates well we got we did that with an astero last night didn't we we had a and a stereo yeah. coming through, and we saw it coming through. What we the bubble was behind us, and we did chase it, thinking there'd be no chance. But we didn't really have much else to do. We just chased it for a couple of systems, and then all of a sudden we got in front of it, and you threw the bubble far enough ahead that he flew into it. Got, I managed to decloak him, and yeah. then everybody came in. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, that was perfect. I mean, I think he was expecting that he would. Um, you know, he'd be cloaked and he would hit a bubble and that would be fine because it would just be one guy. It's the same thing I'm thinking when I'm cloaking. You know, it's just one guy that I'm going to fly uh, mm. into and it's probably a Hector or something and it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, but it does matter if you do get decloaked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and three other ships <laughs> warp in yeah. on top of the bubble and start yeah, shooting I mean, we, at you. We had a lot of things nearby, right? So yeah. that was quickly um, not a lot of fun for him. But he did... He, did give a good fight, so it was, but it was a weird Astero fit. You, I was thinking it would have been a scanner, you know, with a grave digger yeah. and a and a data module on it. But it was PV PVP fit. It was definitely out for ganking miners. I thought. Yeah, it looked like it. it definitely like it looked it was like all it. missiles and cloaks yeah. and you know. But armor. I mean, you know, my personal favorite, which is uh, in no way um, meta or particularly uh, great in many cases, is uh, you know the Talwars, the Talwar commands. Um, I fly them a lot. Um, they are mostly good at going really fast. So what you can do with a Talwar command is you can fit a medium uh, microwave drive to it, and then you can do, you know, upwards to about ten kilometers per second. Um, now that's stonkingly fast. Like compared to just about, like even a slasher with Ox threes and all that sort of. Sort of extreme yeah. rigging. That's they're still only up around the seven or eight thousand, aren't they? I mean, it's really hard to get up to that uh, to that speed. I mean, I think most of the slashers I've seen, they 
end up at like maybe seven or eight or something. Hmm. Uh, just like you said, and that's that's really, really fast. And of course, they, they have a much more useful speed in the sense that they can also orbit. Uh, and I mean, this one can't orbit anything, right? But it will catch that 7,000 uh, or 7 kilometer uh, per second uh, slasher, and it will probably also kill it really fast. We did that once, didn't we? We were in, um, back when we were in Serpentis space, and I managed to warp in on top of it. I was using a Gnosis with rigs and a red scanner, and we found it. Yeah, that was with my, my troll Cinnabal. Troll Cinnabal, um, yep. Yeah, I'd made a troll Cinnabal that, uh, had a large micro drive and it could go 7.3 or something kilometers per second. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. And we had a rail racer in our system and he was going pretty fast, like five and a half, six or something um, in a slasher. Uh, but I was catching him <laughs> in the Cinnabon. <laughs> I kind of got the idea that he wasn't expecting to be found. Like he'd warped somewhere, set on his micro warp drive and just set off in a direction and then left his computer. And we were able to walk. Well, he definitely place. turned around. I think he thought it was kind of funny that yeah, I was okay, chasing right. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so he he turned around and and fought. He could have just left, but he he turned around. Yeah. Um, and, and that was you know it was good fun. Fair amount of respect between those who uh, who dare some of these builds um, <laughs> that are a little bit uh, unusual. But an I unusual did have situation. some some success with this. Uh, I've had some success with killing inties i've killed quite a few inties with this actually now that's not what you expect most people don't think the destroyer is optimal like a, the best thing that you use a destroyer for is a cheap disposable bubble machine to delay fleets or something you know yeah to, which is definitely like people. if you look at like the main meta that is also completely correct it's not wrong um but if you do these really fast uh destroyers then what you can do is you can catch things like uh, really fast inties that don't really expect people to come. I mean, it, it doesn't leave people with a lot of um, time to decide on what to do. We've also had uh, some sniper NATOs. You know, they'll sit there at 100, 150, 200 kilometers, 300 kilometers, and they'll be like, ha ha, you know, you can't catch me. I'm a super fast uh, sniper NATO. Hmm. Uh, but then there's a you know 10, 11 kilometer per second Talvar going at them, and that reduces the time that they have to make decisions to, uh, you know, maybe they would have minutes or half a minute or something to decide. Yeah. Uh, now they have maybe 10 seconds, 15 seconds before there is someone on top of them. And if that Talvar gets there, they will be tackled and they will be dead. Yeah. Yeah, because that is a speedy boy. And I did want to note too you know in the beginning he was talking about you know like cheap but effective fits that's like exactly what i have i you know i was telling you earlier i'm known right, kind of right. for these cheap ass ship fits it, if a red comes into system <laughs> i'm most likely yeeting i'm i don't have bling ships i have cheap fit probably has mk9 crap on it and i'm throwing it at you <laughs> just 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 to be doing something Right, it's like, oh, you want to come in? I'm gonna test you. Yeah. Have my kill mail. Yeah. If I win, cool. Yeah. If I lose, that's cool too. You know, and and, and he had you know mentioned that and uh, it, cheap but effective. Um, I I don't know if mine are that effective. I I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of just admitted I put MK9 stuff on, but um, <laughs> in in uh, well, maybe if I had a little backup. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, honestly, it's it, the skill of the pilot is what makes the difference between a Mark IX and a faction or a, a green or a blue fitting of the, you know, the same variant of the same fitting. 
those three are all so close statistically when you look at the numbers sure all these things add up and that's why you do it yeah um but you know you can take a a pilot and put him in a five billion dollar ship and he's going to die in 30 seconds to to anything exactly versus a pilot in a million dollars in a billion dollar ship and he'll just wipe the floor with you even though it's a tower t10 command um which the only the only thing about his comments there that i kind of take issue with he's gonna have to explain this to me when he took that thing at seven, eight, nine k through a fleet and came out the other end, as he described, um, was, so nobody in that fleet had a single web to stop him and kill him. Like, did they not just all target him as he went through? Like, I don't. I, I, last time I tried to take a scepter at seven thousand meters a second uh, through a fleet, maybe it's because I desynced. I don't know. Uh, I died before I got into the middle of the fleet, let alone out the other end. And of course that's a scepter. It's going to get one popped, but that's also a destroyer. It's going to get two shot popped. So, I mean, yeah. uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not a fan of destroyers cause they just don't work in this game, but, uh, but no kudos to him for trying it. Right. I mean, that's what, that's part of the point that I was getting to earlier with the metas are shifting because people are trying different things. They're trying different techniques. Um, and nano cores actually help us do that. I know some people, hate the constant churning of nanocores and all the different things and the constant uh, leveling up of those things that take forever. And, you know, oh, shit, I missed the uh, neon rain when I really wanted uh, um, before, and now now I can't get it. Um, you know, yeah. So, I mean, that helps, too, because everybody's, everybody's able to do something a little bit different, like a scepter now with an ascension core. It can hold you at 40 or 50 kilometers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah Tower 2 Command is a T10, isn't it? pretty sure it is so that's not really a cheap fit that he's talking about for that destroyer but uh because all those t10s are are pretty yeah. overpriced so um cracklin made made a comment in the chat there about the introduction of scanners and uh you know mm-hmm. and hard to find pos structures and ships and you know that log off and or not even log off but find safe spots and basically you can't find right. them right when when scanners dropped i don't know for I, I I suppose a lot of people were kind of like bummed that those released because then you know like the mission runners you know they're no longer safe in low sec, um, right? But then when it came down to like the PvP players, they're loving it because now they can scan those those uh those beefy boys those you know those faction battleships just ratting basically AFK well, all day. You know, they were getting gets, huge well, exactly. and stuff. And so. Exactly. But that gets back to my point earlier about that's why I don't like the so-called PVE fit. Right? If you're just sitting there in that damage only no tank uh, PVE fit in, in a story mission, I, you know, wherever you're at or whatever you're doing, um, expecting someone not to find you, there's your mistake. Uh, so yeah. someone's going to find you. Um, yeah, and that, that was, was a big change in the game, scanners, but yeah, it was a big change in the game and it, and it, and it changed a lot. Um, and I hope over time it just completely obliterates this, this, this notion of a PVE only fit, unless you've got a group of people. I mean, I'm sure it's whatever it is. Like I said, play style, do what you want, but yeah, but, um, at least protect yourself, at least find a way to, to or at least understand what that, what that does. I but think... I do recall the big uproar over that. 
at that time. Yeah. And I, finding I, a whole bunch of uh, outposts in your system <laughs> you had no idea were there. They don't exactly. belong to anybody in your corp or in your alliance. Yeah. That was that a whole other aspect of that game too. You you know, people yeah. placing yeah. strategic outposts for, uh, you know, wars going on. Uh, people that just solely use the outposts for income and planetary, you know, now their outpost was subject to attacks from griefers yeah. or what have you. And uh, that changed the game yeah. for outpost owners. Yeah. So at that well, as a meta, we, that's when we found uh, a funny, funny story. Cause I, we talked about this uh, a while back, but that's when we found uh, all of the uh, hung uh, outposts uh, in our area. <laughs> yeah. And made for eviction them. yeah yep yeah we went and killed them all you know in in one of the fleets that really hasn't been talked uh too much about yet in pvp um are are these kite fleets and you know mm-hmm. with and it became especially known during the pan gen 22 verse shh no uh more so just like Pantheon versus SHH and No. That war, No had tested a kiting fleet for X amount of time, whether it be weeks, maybe months. And SHH incorporated it and started implementing it into their doctrine. And so now all you see were these kite fleets that were in the Pantheon war. And that it, it, they have their ups and downs, but it turned out to be really effective in PvP. Yeah, when used right, and and of course, uh, lots of other alliances went and adopted that um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, Genesis has their their own type of doctrine with prophecies, but again, that's kiting as well. Uh, so, and and with the thousands and thousands of drones, that also caused more issues. Yep. Uh, with black screens and lag and time dilation and all of that. So, um, and then of course now as, as we've gone past the Pantheon war into the, in the current situation, um, it's a mix, you know, there's a little bit of heavy brawl and there's a little bit of kite and it's multiple groups, uh, moving in unison or in parallel uh, away from one another and back in again. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really evolved. It's really evolved. Um, it, it, to say that the meta was the meta and it stayed that way and it's been the same and it's boring as someone who's not involved in fleet action at this point. Because it yeah. really has evolved and changed. And it almost does it in some way, shape, or form. It almost does it week to week from the standpoint of – and, and, and what's nice about having this range too, and what I mean by week to week is you kind of have an idea of what they're bringing. Um, you kinda, you know, what they brought the last time. Now you're going to change to – do this than than what you brought the last time. They change a little bit to do that, and so some of your rigs change, some of your mid slots change. Well, mid slots maybe not so much, but sometimes you change some of your your lows or, or your mix of drones or whatever else. You're, um, and so it's 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 always an interesting thing. Like like Yoda said, um, or is it Yoda or is it Joda? I think both of you guys were saying Joda, but I always think I say Master Joda. Joda, so. okay, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, but at any rate, um, there's a counter to everything, right? And so anytime one person does one thing, you can come up with a counter to it for the next time. Yeah. And that's what's great about this game is there's a lot of different. And even though there is everybody skewing towards the so-called meta, um, which is in some way, shape, and form based off of the way the devs have 
designed the ships, which is essentially how they designed the game, um, pushes us to. But there's always ways to counter that as well. Yep. Um, and I think that's why people are so mad about the balance patch not happening until, what, is it May now? Yeah, it delayed. was April, now it's May. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because that changes things, right? Um, and as much as people don't want change, they also do want change. So exactly. go figure. Go yep. figure. Well, let me play this final clip we have here of Ethereal and Val. And uh, they talked a little bit about the kite fleet. And uh, I think they also touched a bit more on destroyers. So let's check it out. Okay. There's a big matter in the game around it with kiting fleets. So particularly mm. No and their allies are really big around this kiting fleet that moves, what, 1,700 to 2,000 meters. They, everybody has to have ox two rigs and all that sort of stuff. There's this big thing that they're going to push speed and they kite so you can't brawl them. Having a tower also means that you could get a warp in on them potentially. Is that something that you think you could do with it? You can get close enough to them. You to can get a definitely warp in. do it, but I think what you—I mean, if you try to get a warp in on them, you're still going to bump into their um, their bubble. Mm. So I mean, you're still going to most of the fleet is still going to be stuck like 50 or 100k off or something. So it's not super useful for that. It can be useful, but what it does is it gives you the opportunity to to kind of weave in in through their fleet and scram them on occasion. Um, and I've done this a number of times, just going you know straight through their fleet at this very high speed. And what happens is that even if they do scram you, then the inertia means that by the time you reach like a normal speed, yeah, then yeah. you will still be way off. I mean, their scram will be off, their webs will be off. You'll go um, through their webs and out the other side, effectively. Exactly. I mean, it will slow down, of course, but the time it takes to slow down from eleven kilometers per second when you're doing some, you know, maybe they're doing a thousand or something, yeah, yeah, um, and you're doing you know ten thousand, then it only takes like maybe <clears throat> three four seconds, and you're way. Uh, gone out of their uh, scram range, right? We should do a so test sometime. Put your you put your tower command up against my Vindy and find out what happens when you oh. run into my webs. Does it? Yeah, I don't you? like Serpentis webs. <laughs> Those are not cool. Yeah, because there you go so far down in speed that you yeah. you will get stopped. Ninety one percent for a Vindy web for a Serpentis web. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes I've seen those, you know, vigilance and stuff like that. So so. But they usually loiter, you know, around the fleet somewhere, not mm -hmm. necessarily at the center. Um, but I do try to <clears throat> to keep them um, to keep them busy. It, but it is it gives you some options that can be interesting. It's not amazing or meta or anything like that. But it's good fun to um, to be orbiting the enemy fleet at about a hundred. They can't hit you. But speed's so um, important to the whole game. If you can have a really fast ship, you do actually. If you're going to do combat, like one-on-one -on -one or one one to couple PvP, the more speed you have, the more chance you've got of survival. You know, the speed tanking thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're going at these speeds and you're orbiting at even at 100, no snipers are going to hit you. Mm. Uh, no drones can catch you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty funny to see when... Uh, when you do that, you know, flying through their fleet thing, and then they put their drones on you, right? Um, but by the time that you leave their fleet area, um, their drones are already way behind. You know they're not going to hit you, mm -hmm. um, and and then they're still on you even when you turn on your micro drive. And then you have this you know tail of drones <laughs> chasing you, and they have no chance of catching up. It doesn't matter which type of drones they are. And they're, they're not never putting damage down you. on your on your fleet mates, of course. No, no, exactly. It's yeah. it's it's distracting, right? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had that. It's pretty fun. It's it's not 
you know a great meta but it's it's good fun and you do get something out of it i mean last time um pretty large part of their fleet was shooting at me uh, and trying to hit me uh, even though it was basically futile right but it was it was problematic for yeah. them to know that there was someone who could come in and scram their guardian or whatever at pretty much any time it was a pretty it large takes, fleet I mean, too. It was like the 40 or 50. It was yeah. a big, big combat fleet. Yeah, no, I think at that point it was down to about 20 or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was originally it was like 300 people. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, was, it came from a large fleet, but they have been cut down. And they found it fairly important uh, to not get uh, scrammed at any point. So, yeah, it was, it was good fun. It was yeah. a good fight. Well, we're, we're going to finish up here because we just wanted to drop in a little segment about the destroyers because I think people underestimate destroyers and... Although I haven't skilled into them myself, you've spent a fair bit of skill points getting the destroyer matter up and fiddling around with different fits. So maybe people should think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still hoping for a buff. Uh, I mean, they are fundamentally kind of weak. Um, but I mean, you know, the Talwar 2, Benzie has also done some videos on them, and they're really good ships. I mean, you mm. can do a lot of cool things with them. Um, and you went for the Talwar 2 really because expensive. of the cannons. No, I mean, Tower 2 is also a missile boat, yeah. but the Tower 2 uh, Assault is a ship that um, goes pretty fast. It goes faster than most cruisers, and it has extended web range. It can kite very, very well, mm. um, and still deals okay damage. I mean, it does like 400 DPS or something at 27 kilometers or something. You know, it can keep its point on, it can keep complete control of the fight. It will go pretty fast. Many things will have a hard time hitting it. Mm -hmm. uh, either they're brawled and it's too far away or they're snipe and it's orbiting too fast. And so, you know, in that sense, you have some options that you um, <clears throat> that you otherwise uh, maybe don't have. Well, next time we might talk about our Cinnable meta. We've actually been talking about having rhymes of Cinnables. Uh, if that's something that sounds like it's exciting to you, Valazar and I'm Ethereal Mind, we're both parts of the Black Rose Corporation. You'll find us in the ticker as TBRN. If this is the sort of stuff that interests you, why don't you uh, head us up? If you're looking for a new corp and you want to find out more about us, we spend most of our time doing PvP in pocket, chasing around people, but we also get out and do some other weird things from time to time. We've got a pretty pretty good corp together of a group of, well, I guess what the best thing to say is a lot of stable people who play a lot, uh, generally older. Yeah, I mean, we have about 100 pilots, so we're mm. like a reasonably sized corp. And uh, it's my impression that we um, we do rather well. Yeah, we have lots of different lots of different opportunities. If you think that'd be interesting, hit us up TBRN and the thing, and back to the main team. And thank you, after all. That's uh, yeah, that's speed is king. Would you speed agree? is king, and that's also his his one and only uh, shameless plug. But no, uh <laughs> yeah, he added his plug in there. I'll, I'll give it to him. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, but no, I mean, that is one thing that you can say about this game from the very beginning, through the middle of it, through all the changes we've had, and, and up to now. Uh, it started with speed. It's going to end with speed. Speed wins. Now, only up to a point, though. There's a few things about that conversation that he had where I, I take issue with. I mean, you can be orbiting 200, 100 kilometers away or whatever in that tower going 10, 11,000, or even this Hound 3 that the guys are talking about in the chat that's going almost 12,000 kilometers a second. Um, but you can't hit anything at that mm -hmm. range with either of those ships, really. So what are you doing? You're just annoying people. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that really matters in terms of a win. And then when he talks about going, this is the clip where he talked about going through the fleet and going out the other end. Um, 
I mean, he, he even said himself, well, yeah, but if someone's got Serpentis scrams or Vindy or, or even decent number of scrams, because you don't even need a, a, a Vindy with scrams on it. If you've got 20 ships that all have scrams, that, that tower is not getting through the fleet to the other side. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna stop. Well, just with that many uh, scrams on it. So, well, not not only that, but the, the other types of e war. You got neutralizers and all this other. It's like yeah, why? Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. You're afraid of, uh, you're you're afraid of uh, web, you know, webs and scrams. But webs, there's yeah. other stuff in these doctrines that, uh, as far as e war, that can that are equally as. Uh, worrisome i guess you could say you know they'll drain your cap right. and then you won't be able to go anywhere you won't be able to activate anything um, correct and even which, even which, though you have the inertia to to push you before you slow down maybe to get out of their range you you still may not be able to get away right right which i mean again not to not to put his whole idea down or what he's doing i'm sure he's had fun with it and that's great and that's what we want to see oh that's what i want to see i want to see everybody um trying different fits having fun with it experimenting on things cuz who knows yeah, you, you know everybody thought that garmer was going to be this wonderful faction frigate when it came out and it turns out that that thing unless you use it for like one specific style of play against one specific class of ship that thing's you know you can't you can't really you're going to die in it really fast you take a garmer up against another faction frigate you're dead yeah um so even even the guys that I know who I've I've built one of those things for who were all missiles for their entire career in this game who are really good and know what they're doing couldn't figure it out and hated it. Um, so I mean, every, like I said, everything's got its things that it'll work on, other things that it won't. So, well, there, um, Rick, you got any more uh, pointers on that? We'll probably close it out there. No, no, that was that was that was fun. That was good. Yeah. Man, so such a great show. You know, we had had the whole honk thing. We talked with Joda. We talked, you know, the the metas and whatnot. Man, so another lengthy episode yes, too. Guys, so uh, that's always fun. Yeah, you guys have hey, any questions, feedback, all that. Uh, make sure to put them in the chat. Hit us up on Reddit, wherever else you see the show get posted, and uh, we'll use it. Yeah, and. Uh, like I uh, did the shout out earlier, you know, if people have any corporation ads, commercials, funny commercials, whatnot, send them to me. I can do some audio magic. I can make things work. I can add it to the show, you know, and uh, always looking for additional content to add to the show. So that would be cool. And uh, I'll take this time to do the shout out for the other content creators. I know PM Blue, he's a big fan of mine. Uh, he, he attends all the episodes and I, I'm, I appreciate that. You know, I'll shout out to his Oxalis yep. bot. Um, you know, Damon Zell, I'll shout out to him. He gives me the shout out in return on his show. And uh, Echoes from the Front, you know, your uh, YouTube channel that uh, get all that juicy news from. He goes really in depth with his, with his news stories. He spends a lot he of does. time on researching and getting all the facts and stuff behind that so you know shout out to mckenzie and new eden radio shout out to all of the other content creators man it's i mean there's, there's so many you know muse and big skillet and gengar and you know uh rosalind even though he's not an official content creator he he's still uh, <laughs> part of the show so you know uh, yep. we appreciate all content creators and uh 
make for, make for New Eden to me nice, nice and safe and friendly. <laughs> nice and safe and friendly. What? What? That is exactly <laughs> the opposite of what I meant. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sounds the, like your honk lawyers told you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, everybody. Great again. <laughs> uh, everybody, thanks for joining and. Uh, fly dangerously out there and uh yeah see you around yep see you guys thanks for coming up oh, no.